The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hey, AI Today listeners. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners, to expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. From books and materials ranging from fundamentals of AI to deep dives on implementing AI projects to AI ethics, tools, software, checklists, and more, our resources page will help you on your AI journey whether you're just starting out or you're well on your way. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. That's aitoday.live slash L-I-S-T. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And one of the great things about our AI Today podcast is hearing from so many of our listeners. You know, one of the first things that we did when we set up Cognolytica as a company is where we decided we'll set up a podcast at the same time, in part to communicate some of the things we know, but also really to learn from you, from our audience, from others, from practitioners. It really is a dialogue. I know it's hard because a podcast seems like a one-way stream. It's like a broadcast. That's the cast part of pod, I guess. I don't know what the pod part is. Maybe it's iPod. I don't know where that comes from. But anyway, so the podcast is like, you know, the audio broadcast. But um, honestly, the big big part is hearing back from you. Of course, we pay attention to reviews and comments that are in public places, but we hear from you privately as well. So we encourage you to reach out. We're in the midst of this glossary series, really focusing on these AI, big data, and uh, machine learning terms, because there's still a lot of confusion about them. It's useful to know them, even if you do know them, how to communicate them, perhaps to others who don't know them. So some of you had told us that you've used some of what we've provided in the both the online version of the glossary on, on our website as well as here in the podcast version you've used them in your conversations you put them into your presentations we're not offended i mean yeah you can give us some credit if you want but like the the terms are meant to be broadly understood it's not our definitions cognolytica says now it's like we're trying to explain it so anyway long the way of saying please continue to provide your feedback continue to tell us what you want to hear and if this is your first ai today podcast you should hear not only all of our glossary entries and subscribe because there's a lot more that are coming up, but also the interviews that we've had, these conversations that I mentioned that we have with some of these in, uh, folks who are putting AI into progress, process, projects, all the P words, <laughs> and also our practitioners who are certified on the CPMAI methodology, uh, the Cognitive Project Management for AI methodology for doing AI well. But enough about all that. Let's sort of get into our glossary series, right? Exactly. So we have put together a very comprehensive glossary that goes over key AI, machine learning, and big data terms so that you at least have a high-level understanding of these terms. Maybe you've never heard of them before. Maybe you weren't sure some of these terms really related to AI and machine learning, and now you do. So we put together a podcast series because since we put together this comprehensive uh, glossary, we said, why don't we let our AI Today listeners know about it? So we uh, we have published many in the glossary series as well. And as Ron mentioned, we have more coming up. So subscribe to AI Today if you've not already done so, so you can get notified. On today's podcast, we want to uh, 
help define a few more terms. Maybe you've heard of them, maybe you haven't. So it will be identifying personally identifiable information, PII, anonymization, GDPR, and uncanny valley. So you may have heard of PII, personally identifiable information. It's not really a AI term, so to say, but it's a data term. And we always talk about how data is the heart of AI. So it made sense to present it in our glossary. There's personally identifiable information and then personally identifiable health information, PHI. For PII, just the general idea of it is that it's information such as you know, names, social security numbers, addresses, anything that is personally identifiable to an individual. Um, and it addresses, you know, that idea that if you know that information, then you might be able to identify that person. Personal health information is a version of PII, but it's focused on healthcare data. So things related to that. This idea that comes, you know, because we we are like, okay, well, we have PII and maybe we don't necessarily want someone to understand, you know, to be able to identify people. It's this idea of data anonymization, which is methods for removing or modifying data, metadata, and other markers from data sets that can be used to identify those individuals or contains that PII. Data anonymization is the process of protecting private or sensitive information by removing or encrypting personally identifiable indicators that connect an individual to stored data. Yeah, it's very important because government agencies and corporations, but but really people, are starting to pay much more attention to their personal information. Uh, in part because having that personal information out there can be used by criminals and others who want to make use of it. If they have your social security number or some other information, they can use it to get loans on your behalf or do something else that you may not want. But also, it's not just the fear of criminals. It's Sometimes they don't even want companies to have that information. People don't like being tracked. They don't like being watched. They don't like organizations knowing what they're clicking on, what they are watching and reading. And unfortunately, that's hard to stop. So, so you, it's hard to get organizations to stop tracking it. But what they want is they want control over their personal identifiable information. So they so they can't say Ronald Schmelzer bought this product on this date with this thing. And then that that information is not just used by that company, but then gets shared with other companies who I might not want to have that information. So there have been regulations and laws that have come about to help uh, protect users' privacy and data. And the biggest regulation, which is really focused in the European Union, but has become basically by de facto a worldwide regulation, is the General Data Protection Regulation, GDPR. And it's a European Union regulation focused on data protection and privacy, first published in 2016. And although it is focused and the, the, the actual rules and regulations are really focused on EU companies and EU citizens, GDPR has quickly become a de facto worldwide regulation because we have multinational organizations that do business in Europe. And therefore, to have different schemes where they protect people's data in one area and not protect it in another is really very difficult for them to handle. So it's just easier just to apply it everywhere. And it kind of makes sense because if it's good for European Union folks, why is it not good for anybody else? So well, you, can, you can argue that maybe there's too much in there, but that's OK. It's, it's got a bunch of stuff. 
So GDPR really impacts the use of personal and private data, especially in AI systems, because we use that data to train machine learning models. And also we use machine learning models to operate on that personal data. So uh, GDPR took effect in May 2018. You probably have seen tons of notices on the bottom of websites. Do you accept cookies? That's an outgrowth of one of the things about tracking personal information. GDPR also provides the right to be forgotten so that you could tell a, a company you don't want to be in their data anymore and they have to show that, that they've removed it, erased it. Um, and these are all these issues that, that relate to privacy, and GDPR is not the only one. There's regulations around the world for, for data privacy, something that we have actually tracked at Cognolytica. We have other, uh, both podcasts and reports about tracking worldwide AI regulations and laws where we spend some time specifically talking about data privacy. The trick, and the reason why we bring this up in the context of anonymization, is that if you still want machine learning models to provide something valuable, like loans or recommending products or you know healthcare uh, bots or financial bots we don't want to just not do them anymore so the way to make that work and still comply with the law is of course to anonymize the private information so that you could still use the attributes of the information like the general things that would make the model work but i don't need to know that it was you specifically because that doesn't really help my model anyways so privacy regulations personally identifiable information and data anonymization kind of all come hand in hand. Uh, but you know that does lead us to the next idea, which is, well, what happens? You know, you know, why do people even feel uncomfortable with organizations having so much data? And it relates to another idea that may at first seem unrelated, but is actually very much directly related. Exactly. Which is this idea of the uncanny valley. So if you've never heard of the uncanny valley, it's a relationship between the degree of an object's resemblance to a human being. So usually like a physical object. Um, and then that so it's the resemblance of of an object to a human being and the remotion and the emotional response to an object. So humanoid objects, which appear almost but not exactly like real human beings, can elicit this uncanny or strangely familiar uh, feelings of eeriness in observers. So the idea of this uncanny valley is, you know, if we think about we have a robot and it's, it looks very robotic, it doesn't look like human at all. We're like, OK, we have no issues with that. Maybe we add a, you know, silly face to it and we're like, OK, still doesn't look human. We're adding a little bit more features now. It's, you know, it stands upright. It has arms and legs. Still looks robotic. Maybe it's all metal. But we're like, OK, it's starting to look a little, little more human. Then we you know, make it look even more human, but there's just something quite off, something a little off about it. Maybe the face just looks a little off. It doesn't have hair, you know, like humans. And you're like, wow, this makes me feel really uncomfortable. That's where we've dipped into the uncanny valley. And then we go back and we have a human and, you know, a human like makes us feel totally fine because we're used to looking at humans. Well, the idea of the uncanny valley can also be applied to data. So if you think about it, you know, maybe a company, uh, has a lot of data on you, but right now they're just showing you general ads. And you're like, okay, whatever. Then they give you a little bit more targeted ads. So uh, they're giving, you know, it's in the morning and they're giving you uh, breakfast ads. You're like, okay, I got that. But then they're starting to say, well, this is, you know, I, I based on your past history, I know that you like eggs and bacon for breakfast in the morning. So I give you ads on that. And you're like, okay, this is a little weird. But all right, thanks, because I wanted the coupon. 
But then they get to the point where they're like, you know, they know that you eat breakfast at 7.30 in the morning. So at seven o'clock, they're giving you some ad for, you know, go out and buy breakfast and we'll we'll give you 10% off. And you're like, that's creepy. How do they know that I eat at that time? That's where you've dipped into the uncanny valley of data. And what is important to understand here is that everybody's threshold is a little bit different. So that's where it gets hard because how how do you, you know, present just enough that you make that you're making it so people feel that you're you know really understanding them targeting them uh valuing them as a customer without getting too creepy that you're showing that you have too much information on them and you're really targeting something uh this is a fine line that people are walking but as we mentioned once you lose trust it's really hard to get back so companies, organizations, governments really are walking that fine line of how much is too much to share. Yeah. So um, and, and as we mentioned, the reason why we share all this is that everybody's level of comfort with privacy and data is not the same. There's not like an established limit where it's like, you know, if you have this exact number of data elements that cover these things, people will not like it. Everybody's different. So <laughs> you might find that one community is more eager and willing to share things that another community might not. And so you'll have to find, you'll have to look at that when you're looking at uh, AI adoption. This is something we spend some time talking about in our failure modes. It's one of the sort of not so uh, well-known reasons why AI systems fail is because sometimes you dip too much into this uncanny valley. So we will refer to it in our show notes. You can listen more to it there. Uh, but as far as the terminology goes, if you hear someone saying, we're in the uncanny valley. We're getting close to the uncanny valley. We're dipping in the uncanny valley. They're not talking about some place south of Silicon Valley. They're not talking about the death valley. They're talking about this idea. So now you'll know. Exactly. So that's what this glossary series is all about. We want to present these terms so that you have at least have some understanding at a high level. But of course, understanding the terms at a high level and knowing how to put it into practice are two different things. We really do want you to be successful with your AI projects, which is why we've spent a number of episodes now going over our AI glossary. In addition to um, our ethical and responsible AI series, our automation to intelligence series, we had an AI failure series as well that were incredibly popular. Because we want you to know how to do AI right so that you set yourself up for AI project success. And we're advocates of following best practices methodologies, including CPMAI, the Cognitive Project Management for AI methodology. If you haven't done so already, I encourage you to check out our free intro to CPMAI course. Go to aitoday.live slash CPMAI and you can sign up for free. If you're interested in getting CPMAI certified, so you'll dig a lot deeper into the methodology and you know really understand how to run AI projects and do it right, then go to cognolitica.com slash CPMAI, where you can sign up for the uh, training and you'll get a certification upon completion of that. I'll link to both of them in the show notes as well. So you can just click on the link and it will take you right to those courses. Like this episode and want to hear more? With hundreds of episodes and over 3 million downloads, check out more AI Today podcasts at aitoday.live. Make sure to subscribe to AI Today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, or your favorite podcast platform. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners, to expand your knowledge dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. 
This sound recording and its contents are copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. Thank you.